Welcome to Confidence Rockstar Podcast, a place where you will find inspiration, motivation, and let's say, kick in the bottom to take action and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Alex Grzybek, and I'll help you quiet that little voice inside your head saying, you can't do this. So you have the courage to go for what you've always wanted on your terms. Every week, I'll bring you some confidence golden nuggets, present an awesome interview in order to empower you to step up your game. It's time to choose happy and shine. It's time to become a confidence rockstar. Let's dive deep. Coming up in this episode... Definition of discipline is doing something that it has to be done, whether you like it or not. And I can tell you that it resonated with me so much. Hi everyone, it's Alex here and welcome to the next episode of Confidence Rockstar Podcast. Today I will be talking to you about six life lessons from running my first marathon when my baby boy turned seven months. Yes, for those of you who don't know me or haven't heard the story yet, I've completed my first ever marathon when my baby boy turned seven months. And, you know, many people asked me, like, you know, first of all, why did you do that? Why did you set yourself up for it? So let me give you like a little bit of the background before I go to this life lessons. So, you know, I've got a, a very good friend of mine. Her name is Marta, and she's been a runner for quite a while. And uh, her goal was to complete World Marathon Majors. And she she told me about it. And when we became friends, I was completely not a runner. I was fitness instructor, personal trainer, nutritionist. So I always had like very active lifestyle and I've been dancing since I was a child. However, I always thought that running is boring. And then, you know, she kind of encouraged me to start running. So I did. And quite quickly, I fell in love with that. And, uh, you know, I was running like 10Ks, half marathons. And she asked me, well, come on, just go for the for the full marathon. So, you know, it was completely outside my comfort zone at that time, but I said like, okay, whatever, let me just sign up. And as I lived in London, United Kingdom at that time, I decided to go for the London Marathon. Now, for those of you who don't know, there are like world marathon majors. There are six world marathon majors in the world, which is London and Berlin in Europe. And then it's Tokyo in Asia. And then it's New York, Boston and uh, Chicago in uh, United States. So all six of them, they are not just the marathons that you just pay, sign up and that's it. No, you either need to qualify to get there with your time. So like running the, the previous marathon at certain times, and it all depends on the on the marathon. And also you can go into a ballot. Ballot is that, you know, many people sign up for the ballot play. And then, you know, you may be chosen and you may be not. And now for London, generally people apply for years and they cannot get a place. So I was like, okay, whatever. I have nothing to lose. In May, I remember because London Marathon is always in April. So in May, on the last day, because I forgot about it, I signed up and then I forgot about it. And normally for London Marathon, you get the results in October. 
So, you know, for the next few months, I, I didn't think about it. I was pregnant, you know, I had other things to, to worry about. And then, you know, I gave uh, birth to my son uh, on the 20th of September. And, uh, you know, two weeks later, I remember the post came in and I saw, you know, in the magazine together with a letter, congratulations, you are in. And you know what? I couldn't believe it because honestly, people try for years. My brother-in-law right now, I think he's been trying for over four years right now and he hasn't got a place. So, you know, I was like, oh my God, it is like a sign from the universe that I need to do it. So, you know, on one hand, I was very happy and excited and grateful. But on the other hand, I was like, holy shit, I just gave birth to my son like two weeks ago. So I know that the marathon is in like, you know, almost seven months time, but I need to start training, yes, and, you know, how to do that with the small baby alongside me and, you know, not sleeping through the night, like breastfeeding and and, and everything, like logistic-wise. So, you know, that was plain crazy, but I said, you know what, I'm going to do that. I'm very, like, you know, focused and determined person, like goal-oriented as well. And I've always been active. I've always been, you know, into sport. And I've been training and teaching fitness classes until I was, like, eight months pregnant. So, you know, I didn't start from scratch. My body was ready. But, you know, that was quite uh, strange uh, anyway. Uh, I remember when my son turned uh, three months, I started to train. And I've been training quite a lot. And at the beginning, it was quite hard because when I started running, it was very painful. It was connected with anatomy physiology after giving birth. So my uh, hip flexors were very tight. And then when I put like more pressure on them, then it was very difficult. But uh, well, anyway, I started to train. And not only that, with my crazy family, I mean, my husband, my sister, my brother-in-law and like other friends, we decided to go ahead and sign up for a tough mother as well. Tough Mother is the obstacle race, like a little bit muddy as well. And um, that happened like a week after a marathon. So, you know, people told me like, okay, sign up for it. And I was like, well, how, how? Well, anyway, they signed me up. So not only I was training for the marathon, my first marathon ever, I was also training for my first Tough Mother ever. And um, I just want you to picture that. I just had a baby. Yes, I was breastfeeding and I was not sleeping through the night because my uh, lovely boy didn't want to sleep at night. He was awake sometimes even every two hours, every hour. So I was completely exhausted. And, you know, going, like training for the marathon generally itself, it's, you know, it's difficult. Training for a tough mother itself is quite crazy as well. Doing both at the same time is really, you know, quite a rocket science, I would say here. And doing both alongside a small baby, like, you know, a few months old baby, it's plain crazy. People told me that I was crazy. And you know what? I do agree with them because I was quite crazy. And it was so freaking hard. I was not sleeping through the night. I was exhausted. The last thing I wanted to do was to go for a training, but I did. And I was training for the marathon. It was all kind of, you know, rota done together with my husband and my brother-in-law who lived with us at that time, who um, will look after Cuba when I go for my runs. Going to the gym, I was going at 9 p.m. after, you know, putting my little one to bed. And I was like pushing tires there. I was like, you know, holding, pulling like different 
different ropes. I had like, you know, personal trainer who kind of gave me a program for Tough Mother because even though I was a personal trainer, I've never done it. So I wanted to speak to someone who, who can give me like some hints on that. So it was freaking, freaking tiring, crazy. When I didn't sleep through the night, the last thing I wanted to do was to do like 25k run, but I did it. And you know what? Crossing that finish line of the marathon when my baby boy was seven months, it was one of the most difficult things in my life. I will maybe share the whole story about, you know, how it went uh, on the other time. But basically, when I saw the Buckingham Palace, that was last few meters, I was really crying. When I crossed that finish line, the lady who gave me the medal, she asked me, do you need a hug? And uh, yes, I did need a hug. And I, I felt so freaking grateful that I've done it even though it was hard on the way and, and uh, you know, it was ticked. And then, you know, the week later, I've done the Tough Mother with my family and it was freaking amazing as well. I was so proud of myself. I was on top of the world and I absolutely know how difficult it was and how much it cost me and how grateful I can be for doing that, you know, alive. So two important experiences in my life. And that really shaped like, you know, my future. Because after that, I decided to open my business, Active Happy Mama, to help other moms combine healthy and active lifestyle with motherhood. Because if I could do it, you know, they could do that as well. And also, um, you know, many, many other things have changed. I started like running more and other marathons. But you know, that's uh, the story for another podcast. So why I'm sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you because I would like to share with you six life lessons I learned from running this marathon when my baby was seven months. Because I've learned so much about myself and, you know, what I can do, what I cannot do. And those life lessons are still with me to this day. So let me just start with the first one. The first lesson I've learned is that being a mom and generally being a parent doesn't change you as a person. Okay, many things change when you become a parent uh, or, you know, a mom, especially first-time mom, first-time parent. Uh, you know, your little one is uh, like, you know, in the center of attention. And, you know, that's that's obvious because he or she is not uh, independent yet. So you need to look after him or her. But Many people and many moms, and I see this over and over again, they forget about themselves completely. They forget that they were a woman and they are still a woman, even though they are mothers. They forget about their passions, about their hobbies, about the things that they liked doing before they had a baby. And they, you know, don't do it at all. And, you know, I understand that, that, you know, the commitment is like towards the baby, but I've experienced that over and over again with my friends, with my clients, that sooner or later, they will be frustrated. They will be resentful towards their babies, towards their husbands or partners and towards themselves as well. So, you know, I've learned that, you know, being a mom is, you know, a new journey uh, in my, in my life, but it doesn't change me as a person. I've always been very active. I've always been into sport. And you know what? I know it sounds crazy that I've completed these two things, but I can tell you that 
going for those runs, going to this gym, the things that I loved doing, even though I was tired, even though it was exhausting. These were the things that I loved doing. And that gave me that kind of break that put me into my world, something that I enjoyed, something that was only for me. So, you know, I still had my passions. I still continue to do what I loved doing. So if you're a mom, if you're a first-time parent, I would like to really encourage you to understand and accept that, okay, you are a mom, but it doesn't change you as a person. If you like photography before, please take some time and do that. If you've liked I don't know, traveling before, you know, please do that on your own or like together as a family. I will actually come back to that later. But do not reject, do not cancel, do not forget all that you like doing before, because sooner or later it will come back to you and it will hit you hard. Okay, so the first one, being a mom doesn't change you as a person. And for partners here, especially like, you know, men, please understand that if your wife needs some time to do something that she loves, she likes, give her a room for that, give her that time, look after the child for an hour or so, so she can read her favorite book or go for a coffee with her friends or doing whatever she, she wants to. Okay, so number one. Number two, which is connected with number one, is that having a me time is very important. Not only for mothers, but especially for mothers. You know, people, especially like couples, sometimes they want to do everything together. But every human being on this planet needs to have time on his own, on her own. And especially mothers, first time mothers and mothers of like, you know, many children. Come on, having a me time is the time when you can be completely on your own with no other people, just being with your thoughts, just doing the things you love or doing nothing. You choose. Yes, so having this me time is your break from everything. You can get rid of all your frustrations, your worries, your, you know, hormonal activity that sometimes is abnormal. And, you know, it's very, very, very important for you. So I really want to encourage you to look after this me time and communicate that with your partner, communicate that with your friends, with your parents who can help you with the children or, you know, your neighbors or have a kind of, you know, circle of friends that they can help you. Just say that you would like to have like, you know, the me time, I don't know, once a week, once a month, whatever you choose, whatever works for you and just have this time on your own. You know what, for me, going to this gym, going for a run, that was also my me time. And even though I was tired, even though it was freaking difficult, every single time, and I'm telling you with full responsibility, every single time when I came back after my run, after my training, I was better mother, I was better person, and I was better wife. Absolutely. I got rid of all those crazy things that were going on in my head, in my soul, in my heart, and I was better person. So really looking after yourself, nurturing yourself, go for a massage, go to a beautician, have your nails done. I don't know, watch movie on your own if you, if you want to do something that makes you feel good and really, really nurture this me time for yourself. So number two was that me time is very important and have it. The third lesson I learned from uh, running this marathon was that anything is possible. Honestly, 
Anything is possible. I told you my story, what I've done. Some of you may be like, holy shit, how has she done it? But I'm telling you that, you know, after I've done it, for me, it was nothing that is impossible. Anything is possible and impossible doesn't exist that. If I have done that, there is nothing And I mean nothing that I cannot accomplish, whether it is related to business, whether it is related to travel, whether it is related to moving countries, whether it is related to overcome challenges, whether it is um, related to my health. You know, I know that I can do more, that I can do better. If I face any challenge, I know that I will overcome this. I don't know how sometimes at the beginning. Sometimes if it's hard, you know, I can cry for a bit. I can, you know, worry what I need to do. But I know that I will find a way. If I don't go under, I will go over. If I don't go through the doors, I will go through the window. If I don't go through the cellar, I will go through the attic. So, you know, I know that there is no such a thing that I cannot accomplish. And, you know, over the last few years, when I started my first business, Active Happy Mama, back in 2017, I think, yes, because I've run this marathon in 2016, I had no idea about online business, but I paid like, you know, coaches who have done it to teach me how to do it. And I've learned a lot. And, you know, I had this business, I started to have clients, I made money. And, you know, before I didn't know that. And if I had like any challenges with the business, I knew that I could, uh, you know, overcome them. And the same, like, you know, last year, after many traumatic experiences in my life that you know about them, or you can listen to the first episode of my podcast where I share my story with you. It was very, very, very difficult, but I knew that I would overcome this. And honestly, I do believe that, you know, running this marathon kind of showed me, and that was the lesson that anything is possible. Honestly, you can do more than you think. You can do better than you think. Yes, like, you know, moving countries or like, you know, traveling. I told you that I would come back to traveling. Me and my husband, we always like to travel. We set up a goal like a few years ago that we will visit two new countries uh, a year. And, you know, it becomes more challenging right now because most countries in Europe we've already uh, visited. So, you know, we need to go further. But like anyway, then, you know, our child was born and many people do nothing with their children when it comes to traveling. Well, not for us. We love our son to beats and, uh, you know, we do everything for him. And But what we, we said to ourselves that, you know, our child will not dictate what we want to do or what we don't want to do. I wanted to still be involved in sport. My husband is very involved in sport right now. And we decided to find a way on how to make it happen. And the same with traveling. We traveled like a lot with him. You know, he's five years old and he not only been to many countries in Europe, we've been to Mauritius together when he was two. We've been to Brazil together when he was three. And actually, when I was pregnant, we've been to US and Canada for like three weeks when people said, oh my God, you need to stay at home and do nothing. So, you know, we decided to find a way on how to do it. And this is like my lesson here that, you know, anything is possible. If you really want to do something, you will find a way. And even alongside, you know, um, being a parent, you can really find a way to do what is important for you and what you want to do. This is you to, you know, create your life, not your children. And, you know, of course, some things will happen differently. Some things you need to take consideration into when you travel with children, as opposed to when you travel alone or with your partner, but it is all doable. So number three, anything is possible. Honestly, if I could do it, you can do it too. I'm not saying that you need to run a marathon when you your baby is like seven months, but I'm telling to you that the sky is the limit. 
And here we come to number four, which is connected with number three again. It is all in your head. So lesson number four, it's all in your head. Your body, your physical body can do more, can do much more that you can think. You know, I didn't know how I could run this marathon being so exhausted, like, you know, breastfeeding, not sleeping through the night, but I did. You know, my body was ready. My body was trained. My body was prepared. That was all in my head that all these doubts, all these things, you know, that our brain wants to keep us safe. I talk about it uh, more in the previous episode when I was talking about courage. So, you know, you can come back to that if you haven't listened to it, because it's very, very about courage here as well. So honestly, it's all in your head. Our body is amazing. Our body can heal itself. Just think about it. If you break your arm, okay, you go to the hospital, you get like, you know, the plaster or a cast and you walk with this for the next, I don't know, few weeks. But really, the plaster is just the support. Your body heals itself. Your body makes this bone, you know, come together again. This is not the plaster. This is just the support. If you have a wound, if you cut yourself, you know, this is your body healing yourself. So, Everything is really in your head. Our body is capable of much more than we think. And if you work with your head, if you become friend with your brain in order to not to listen to your brain when it tells you it is impossible, you cannot do that. Who do you think you are? Just say, thank you for sharing. And I know what I want. I know what is my goal. I know where I go. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do this. And you discipline your mind to work in your favor. Your brain will always tell you all sorts of crazy things that you cannot do something, you cannot accomplish something. But, you know, you can listen to that, say thank you for sharing and move on. It's all in your head. Trust me. You know, it's all in your head. There is a saying, you can have excuses or you can have results, but you cannot have both. So it's one or the other. So do you want to have results in your life or do you want to have excuses? It's all in your head. Number five, don't listen to Debbie Doubters. I shared again, like in few of my episodes already that, you know, be careful. Who do you listen to? Who do you talk to? Who do you believe? Because, you know, there will always be people around you who will tell you it is not only you. Well, first of all, your brain is telling you you cannot do that. But then you have a lot of people in your life who tell you that you cannot do that. It is impossible. And just think about it like, you know, these are probably people who have never done what you want to do. So if you would like to run a marathon, just speak to the marathoner. He can give you a training plan. He can tell you what to do, what to avoid. Don't talk to people who have never run a marathon. And it comes to every area of your life, whether it is with regards to business, your health, your relationships, like, you know, anything. This is the same, like, you know, many people kind of are in a job and they would like to start their own business, but they are talking to people how to start the business. They are talking to people who have never had businesses. They are talking to other people who are in a job and they would like advices from them. You cannot get advices from them because they have no idea. They will tell you it's risky. They will tell you it's dangerous. They will tell you nine out of 10 businesses, uh, you know, um, get bankrupt within the next five years, which is true. But, you know, if you would like to build a business, speak to somebody who has built a business, who has the, you know, proven track of record, who didn't uh, get bankrupt, um, or maybe did, but, you know, started all over again. And, you know, now he or she knows how to do it. Speak to a coach, speak to somebody who 
knows it. This is the same, like, you know, every single athlete on the planet, they have their coaches. You know, whether it's Roger Federer, whether it's Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps, whoever, they have coaches. And they have coaches who know about this profession, who have been athletes themselves, maybe, and, you know, who are amazing coaches. So it is really like, you know, don't listen to Debbie doubters. Just cut yourself out. If you want something, if you have a goal, just listen to people who have done what you want to do. And I guarantee you that they will inspire you. They will motivate you. They will even help you to quiet this inner critic you have in your head who is telling you you cannot do that. But if you speak to Debbie doubters, they will increase your level of fear. They will increase your level of uncertainty. And, uh, you know, you will probably do nothing. So, you know, another lesson for me is like not to listen to Debbie doubters. And, you know, for me, for example, I surrounded myself with people who told me I could do it. Even though I was tired, exhausted, I watched the videos of people who have done amazing things. So, you know what, if you think that, you know, what I've done is amazing, well, I invite you to go to YouTube and check like, you know, the guy who has done like, you know, Iron Man Kone in Hawaii a few times with his son uh, on a wheelchair. He was swimming with him. He was biking with him. He was running with him full distance of Ironman, which is a long one. It's a marathon at the end for you have like 180 kilometers on the bike and almost four kilometers uh, um, swim. So, you know, when I was watching these stories, I was like, oh my God, you know, of course, if they could do it, I can do it. Like, you know, people who are like disabled, who complete marathons, who do amazing stuff. So listen to the ones who have done what you want to do and be inspired by them. And we come now to number six. So number six is that sport builds a character. And I do believe that I've been always involved in sport, but, you know, running a marathon, especially um, when my son was so little, it really showed me the power of discipline, the power of commitment, the power of persistence, the power of hard work. Definition of discipline is doing something that it has to be done, whether you like it or not. And I can tell you that it resonated with me so much. Trust me, so many times I didn't want to go for this training. So many times I wanted to give up, but I was disciplined. This marathon really taught me discipline. You have to do this. You cannot skip the training. You have to follow the plan in order to be ready for the marathon in a few months time. And I did that. It really builds discipline. It really builds commitment. It really builds persistence. And you know what? When you build this kind of thing, into your character, again, there is nothing you cannot do. I can tell you from job interviews perspective that, you know, when you are at the interview and you interview a potential candidate and in his hobbies or her hobbies, they have sport, they are like marathoners, they do triathlons or they do any type of sports. I can tell you that the recruiter look at them like, wow, they've done this. So they are disciplined, they are committed, they know about persistence, they will be dedicated to work because this is, you know, a part of you. It builds your character and then it can be taken to different areas of your life. So you start understanding that, you know, in order to get the results, you need to put the work. You cannot just go to the start line of the marathon today, if you've never trained before, and thinking that you will complete it under four hours. I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen if you have never been an athlete and can really uh, injure yourself and you can really make harm to yourself. You know that, you know, putting the work equals having results. Yes. So 
I really want to tell you that if you are involved in sports or if you have been involved in sports, it really builds your character. That marathon, what I've accomplished, showed me that I am disciplined, I'm committed, I'm persistent, and there is nothing I cannot accomplish. So number six was building a character. So we finished our, you know, six uh, lessons. So let me just repeat them again. Six lessons uh, from running my first marathon when my baby boy turned seven months. Being a mom, being a parent doesn't change you as a person. Number two, me time is very important. So have it. Number three, anything is possible. The sky is the limit. Number four, it's all in your head and only in your head. Your body can do more than you can think of. Number five, don't listen to Debbie doubters. Listen to people who have done what you want to do. And number six, sport, physical activity, it builds your character. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm very passionate about this uh, topic. We are, you know, finishing right now, but I would like to talk more and more about it. And if you do have any questions or you'd like to ask me like anything about it, please do. And I can record more episodes uh, on that topic connected with, you know, my marathon journeys, because really that was, you know, the amazing time, difficult time and amazing. And I hope that I inspired you and I, you know, boosted your motivation as well here. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you found it helpful and inspiring, please share it with other people. They may want to hear this story today as well. So thank you very much for being here with me. I will speak to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. To get started on your confidence journey, I invite you to grab free five-day email course, Confidence Rockstar. You will get five daily lessons sent directly to your mailbox, so you will have access to them anytime you like. You can grab this gift on the website alexgrzybek.com forward slash five days. All of the links to this episode you will find in the show notes below. And one more thing. I want to invite you to my personal website, alexgrzybek.com, where you'll find other podcast episodes and more of the free resources to help you on your confidence journey. Bye for now, and I'll see you in the next episode.